Blog Hey everybody. Hey everyone, I hope all is going well. I am actually trying to get myself set up to record as well. Uh record video. Um all right, it looks like I'm set on that end. I always say that it is hard to do the back end stuff and actually be the talent. <laughs> but hey, I hope everyone is doing good and it's going well on this gorgeous day. We have some beautiful weather here in Chicago. And so I'm excited about that. I'm I'm playing around with the time, trying to figure out what time slot best work works best for this show. Um so we'll see. I think three thirty was a little late for me. Um but I know around this time most people are in church. So I'm just going to play around with it for a few weeks because this is like this is all new for me doing this show and coming up with topics and things like that. So I'm just playing around with ideas really uh to get to get something solid going. I have my toddler in the office and in, in the studio with me again today or loft whatever I'm calling it. I got to figure out a solid name that I want to classify my my space as. So anyway, I hope all is going well. I hope um, everybody is good out there in the world and balancing how you're living your life um, post-quarantine or whatever's going on. I don't know. Everybody is doing something different. I live close to Indiana, and it's like kind of a free world out there right now. Everybody's doing their thing. Things seem to be back to normal. Um I drove past a restaurant that had outdoor seating yesterday, and people were sitting outdoors with their mask on. And I'm just like, yay. <laughs> it's weird, but if that's the new normal, I guess it is what it is. Who am I to judge? Although I know that sounds judgmental, but whatever. So anyway, uh, like I said, I hope all is well with everyone, and everyone is trying their best to stay in good health because the coronavirus is still around and we do not have a vaccine for it so you have to make good decisions for you and the people that's around you and be cautious um, I'm still really not going out still not I guess we're still not allowing people to come over to our home for the holiday and not and it's a holiday I yes yeah, the holiday weekend barbecue season starts barbecue in Chicago right that's what we say grilling season starts for the politically correct people but um, just to get the show going, because my time does fly and go by fast, I'm so not prepared. I'm supposed to have some things pulled up. I may have them pulled up here. Yeah, I got them. I'm tripping. But I, um, I'm not tripping. I don't have them. But I do. I'm, I have it close to being there. So I, I guess I can start with um, One Purpose Magazine update. The magazine is out. You can go to www.onepurposemagazine.com to sift through it, look through it, read a couple of articles. Um, you know, it's me. It's it's what I do. Um, I was the pretty much the only writer this time around. A lot got changed in the in the in the at the last minute, but whatever. So it's out. It's available to read. I hope you all go to the website and check it out. Um, that's my baby. You all know how I feel about that magazine. I still wanted to be able to grow and have more voices and be a platform to expose the greatness of everyday people. Um, I think that we're transitioning in our world to 
now and we're in the middle of the transition to seeing how important everyday people are and how we don't, and, you know, maybe not get, as, we won't in the future get as sidetracked by celebrity. I don't know. It's it's all up in the air right now and, and, and hard to kind of gauge into and figure out what what's happening in the world, what what our future is going to look like. So, I mean, it's something to kind of be excited about. You know, transition doesn't come with pain, that's for sure. But, I mean, because this thing is definitely, it has been a birth in pain. Um, we can look at New York Times today and see all those names listed. They only listed 1,000, which is 1% of the deaths that uh, families have experienced and are still grieving from. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't want to get somber. I have a propensity to do that, to <laughs> take things to uh, the reality. Our reality is sad, so I have a hard time not being real. But anyway, the magazine is up. The magazine is uh, available. I hope you all read it. I'm trying to get my, my print edition out, like print versions to send out to people. I'm working on that. The print company that I'm working with just opened back up for production. So um, I'm going to get that done and get that out so that I can send out some copies, drop off some copies to some places. Um, so I guess if you're interested in having a print copy, hit me up. Um, the easiest email is nia.andrews at gmail.com, and we can make that happen. So that's the update with that. And so what I always like to do is give, because um, you all know that I was coming out with the book, and I don't have an update for As I Self by Nia. Um, but what I always want to incorporate in this talk show which is really breaking the mold. Oh, I'll get into that. But one thing that I want to incorporate, I'm sorry if I'm all over the place, but one thing that I want to incorporate is a self-love message. And um, I, I guess I always, I say this a lot, but I really believe that self and I, that self-love starts with really um, taking the time and figuring out what it is that you long learned wrong so you can fix it and being open to learning what you can do right so you can move in the direction of, of fulfilling your purpose and reevaluating who you are as a person and visiting some of those areas that, you know, you kind of shut off and that you don't want to deal with. And I think that in the time of quarantine, we, we have some time that we can reflect and think and and visit some of those areas. And I hope so many people took time to do that um, because it's so important that we reevaluate or evaluate ourselves so that we understand how we operate and how we function in the world, you know, how we impact other people. When we walk in the room, what we, what do we do to the atmosphere? You know, what do we bring to the table? Um, I think we all have to take the time to get to know ourselves a little bit more, love on ourselves a little bit more, understand who we are a little bit more so that we can have impact, have influence, you know, have um, relationships with people, which is very important. We need that. You know, it was taken away from us for a period of time, but it's very important. Now, I think that most of us see that, you know, our relationships are important and we should be conscious of who we are in those relationships, work relationships, 
you know, if you're dating, romantic relationships, friendships, you know, you have to be present in them. And you can't be present if you are congested, emotionally congested. And 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 just you know, take time to evaluate who you are and what you bring to the table because it matters. It definitely matters. <laughs> I've lost a lot of good. I lost a lot of friends and a lot of relationships because, um, you know, people wasn't conscious of what they bring to the table. When you really can't communicate effectively with a person who is not um, aware, self-aware. You know that self-awareness is very very important because. You know, you it's just complicated. If you ever tried to have a relationship with somebody who don't even know who they are, you know how complicated it is. So, you know, do that work. That's some self-love work. That's a self-love message that I think is important. And I wouldn't share it if I haven't done it. <laughs> it's work that I've applied to my life. You know, application is important. You have to apply those things that... um my toddler, you have to apply those things that you believe are true and you have to test them out to to see if you become a product of them. If you don't, then, you know, you're just talking. You're just talking. Um, but I talk in my book about how I applied those things. So I have evidence, too. So <laughs> you all could, uh, and if you, you know me, hopefully you can say that I, I, I speak truly to what it is that I, I advise. I, I'm I'm the evidence of what I, I advise and tell people because uh, hopefully my encounters aren't authentic. So that's the, the my self-love message, and I'm just jumping into my topics here, so just flow with me. You know, like I said, it's all new, so I'm still trying to figure out my flow, and I'm watching my time because <laughs> it goes by fast. But um, so hot topic. I'm coming with um, this because I know it's important to stay in the mix of, of conversation. And so for me, what had me kind of um, interested and intrigued this week was Charlemagne the God, the the one who's carrying the voice of the weight of the voice of the black, black community on his back right now. He has the only platform, in my opinion, that, um, it's a huge platform, and it, I don't even think his show is black owned. I don't think. I don't think. I mean, you know, he got he got black voices, but I don't even think it's black owned. I gotta look into that. I should have researched that before I came on, but I don't know. But this, he's doing his thing, you know. But he had Biden, Joe Biden, presidential candidate for the Democrats, mm-hmm. on his show, and. Um, Joe Biden closed out the 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 interview. I mean, it was a good interview for for who was interviewing him. No shade to Charlemagne, but I don't expect him to be like a political pundit that is grounded in politics and asking those deep questions that you know are on the black agenda for organizations that impact decisions and laws for um, people of color, but. You know, he brought some questions that resonate or that is talking points for black people right now. Like, what's in it for us was really the conversation. And he kind of, um, excuse my my ambiance in the background as a train passing, but he kind of... um, kind of grazed on the crime bill topic a little bit and Joe Biden kind of dodged it. 
Um, but he's good at that. And if he's not being interviewed by somebody who has digested that bill well and can come back with follow-up questions and call him out for dodging the question, then, you know, he has every right to dodge it and turn the conversation into what he wants it to be. That's the game. But um, what really got people, like, going on social media was the closing comment that he made. If you vote for Trump over him or something like that, then you ain't black. I don't know what gives him the measuring tool to equate the level or degree of blackness. But in that moment, he thought he had it, which was uh, a little strange. But, you know, it is what it is. That is what people ran away with. Like, he said, you ain't black. And even the Trump campaign got T-shirts and everything. Deflect, deflect, deflect. Like, you know, one thing that I have to say is we are good at giving people the tools to keep us down. You know, like, we don't know how to ignore stuff and move on. We have to get better at that. You know, we have to get on our game a little bit better. You know, I I guess you can say, oh, come on, Biden. You know, but to be talking about it like we're talking about it, this is, what, the third day in, we have to get to a place where we see foolishness and we have to stay on our game. The most important thing is to vote. And what they want to do is to suppress our vote. They want to make – they want – they – Trump campaign wants to stir up mess, stir up drama to get us away from the polls. They know they're not going to, Trump people know they're not going to win our vote. They know they're not going to get our vote. It's not going to happen for the most part. But if they can get us to not show up to those polls, then they get their way. And that's just what it is. And I think that we just have to be a little bit more strategic about and I don't want to make this is in the politics thing. Even though I can go into the politics, I try my best not to. You know, they want to make this what um, they want to make this into a situation where they are um, keeping us away from the polls, keeping us out of the 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 real conversations that's going to hold folk accountable to to doing what we need, but we just have to make sure that we are attached to the organizations that um, have our best interests at hand, giving the mic to the right people to ask the right questions and things like that and vote. Like we have to vote. It is what it is. We have to vote, get out and vote. Um, So that's that. Maybe one day I'll allow myself to go deeper into the topic closer to November. Maybe we'll see. But um, so we got this whole health news thing that's going on. And I just want to read what I put as the description for the show um, because my mind was generating, was generating the thoughts as I was preparing it. So I just want to reflect on what I wrote. And what I wrote is um, there's a lot of complicated language thrown around in the news, in news articles, even by our own news writers that target black demographics. But this language is not for the public to understand. It is used in science, public health, and medicine, and overall research. We cannot adapt. We have to create and communicate while understanding and being in the position to get the message to our people. We have to be the bridge. And I kind of see myself as the bridge 
to a lot of these health topics. And, you know, people are always talking about health disparities and how the black community is impacted by them. And then when you go behind the scenes and research, you know, it's always uh, people saying, well, you all come and you do research on our communities and you do evaluations, but when is it going to get back to the community? You know, when, when are these things going to get back to the community? And I'm just sitting, I sit in these conversations and I'm like, hell, the community don't even understand, like, the, the bridge isn't there. You got the people that's doing the work and then you have that, that's figuring things out and putting numbers together and doing the research and, and and then you have the research and the science and stuff like that, but you not the people in the community cannot navigate through the language to even have a conversation about their needs being met. Everything is in place. You know, there's a lot of finger pointing going on and a lot that's happening in, that is taking place, but there's nobody communicating the messaging and getting the messaging out. The bridge is gone. You know, and I, the bridge may be gone for, because of lack of trust. I don't know. But every the, the, everybody's in position is what I'm saying. So why isn't a lot of this information getting back to people to give them the tools to fight, to give them the tools to fight, you know, to give them the information that they need to fight, to equip them? That's what's missing. You know, that's what's missing. And so hopefully this show can help get the people the tools they need to get the funding that they need to get things done in communities, to get people the health, health information that they need to, um, you know, penetrate systems, to get their needs met, to change um, these disparities that's happening in mostly black and brown communities. So the one thing that was thrown around for me, and I don't know how this will, how people will use this, but one thing that was thrown around in some some some, some uh, articles was per capita. What the heck does that mean? And how does that impact black people? How do you use that in a in a in a in a headline to a news article that is targeting black people per capita? What the heck does that mean? And so let me break it down. Let me explain to you. So I have to be honest, you know, I didn't really understand what per capita was until I started working in public health. You know, I, I, you, if you would have came to me educated, you know, it's not, I mean, I got public school education for high school, elementary school, but <laughs> I do have a college degree. Yeah, my daughter just told me, you know, I, I know I work here, but. Just recently, I, when I started working in, in research at my current job, I got an understanding of um, per capita. And the reason I got an understanding for it, because like I said, the information is there. You know, the information, it's just the, the, the bridge is missing to give people the information that they need to carry things out, you know, um, and give people the tools to, to be able to say, to talk like, you know, 
like you know something and to talk to people in their language because that's what matters when you communicate. You got to talk to people in their language. See, it has to be an even trade. There's negotiations that's always taking place, and you have to be able to negotiate things. That's like children. We, you got kids. Kids learn your language. When they want something, they learn your language. My daughter comes to me all the time and, and, and remind me of what I said. You know, use my words on me. Kids do it all the time, so it's something we can learn from kids. So I, I said this article, this word was thrown around as if it's a common word, but pe- and people don't necessarily have the knowledge um, of what it means. So we, we see data and statistics and things like that, and, uh, and a lot of times it's analyzing the communities that we're from. I keep knocking my face the communities that we are from or the communities that we are currently living in. So the the per capita value helps compare values among groups of different sizes to find out if, for example, the risk of whatever it is that's being uh, evaluated in one city is greater than in another city. So per capita is really per person. And a lot of times we use this word. I remember when I first started in uh, death reporting and um, my, the principal investigator was using the word for the public decedents. And so I really did, it didn't feel right. Like the word didn't feel right to me to say in a, in a public document decedents, meaning the, the person that died it just didn't seem right because it just lost the humanness to it. It took the humanness away from it, but this is how they speak in that world, you know, and, and doing research and doing studies. And for whatever reason, you know, I'm not offended by it. It's just how, how things are done. I feel the same way about, you know, it is not, you shouldn't do it. You know, you shouldn't put anything public face and put, put like the word like decedents and anything public facing because it doesn't translate well to just the wider demographic of population of people. So I feel the same way about per capita. Per capita is per person. That's what it boils down to. Per person is measured per person. And of course they do math behind it, like to find uh, the ratio. There's an explanation in one of our um, publications that says, uh, to keep from using a small decimal, statisticians typically multiply the result by 100,000 and give the result as the number of whatever you're studying per 100,000 people. And this is a, a technique adapted from Robert Niles. And you can go to robertniles.com if you're interested. So it's always a, a numbers thing, a numbers game. So, you know, when you when you look at when people tell, like, let's say if you're watching, um, even here, and it bothers me, but you have people from the field talking, even um, when they are talking on the news briefings, the daily briefings for coronavirus, and they're talking about the virus, and they say per capita, <laughs> they say it as if people understand it. It's just like, mm. I don't know if you know that your your public does not understand that. So, you know, I hopefully I helped clarify it a little bit, you know, that it is uh, per person and they use the value of it to do the math. Um, 
so that, you know, it's a, it's a somewhat of a better understanding for anybody that's interested in, in knowing, you know, it's knowing is always better and it always helps to know things. And I was supposed to have someone call in to help get a better understanding of it. Um, but I'm running short on time. So maybe I can have her call in next week. If, if the topic is worth revisiting, uh, she was going to be my expert call in because I have to start including other voices. Like, cause mine is not like I'm the end all and be all and know all of everything, even though I think I am sometimes <laughs> I would like to be. So yeah, that is uh, one of those things that, that I hear that kind of gets under my skin. Like, come on now, your common folk don't even need to understand that. Just, just per capita. Stop. We know you smart. No, I'm just playing. But it's just like per person, you know. Actually, and I'll, I'll even go so far as to um, let's get the, the definition of it. What I read you was, uh, let's see what the definition says. For each person in relation to the people taken individually. Um, it, it, the per capita measures, the measures reflect the relative state of a country's population. So, yeah, it is a, it's a Latin term. Yeah, it is a Latin term where per, per is preposition, taking the accusative case, meaning by, means of, of, which is a preposition, and capita, um, it's, it's plural of the noun caput, <laughs> or head, per head, of head, of each. Of. <laughs> so, yeah, for each head, for each individual, per each individual. So, yeah. That is uh that is interesting. I never thought that I would have to that I would dissect something like that, but it's it's important to help people understand when they listen to things like what it means and what they're saying and giving people the opportunity. Because when you when people don't get stuff, they tune you out, you know. And so you want to make sure people are listening. You don't want to be tuned out when you have important information. Or people have to feel like they have a certain level of of education and understanding to be able to to get things. So. Uh, I, but I guess that's what I do. I'm a, I'm a communications person. So at, at my core, I want people to understand things so that they can live better lives. So that's that. Um, and it was another reason why when people were saying suppress the death numbers, it was bothering me. Like, no, it's going to be some, it's going to be some disparities behind this, y'all. We have to know these numbers. So uh, yeah, that is that. And I think that I am coming to a close. I've got three minutes left. And um, I have to figure out more topics. Um, I guess whatever bothers me during the week is what I'm going to base, base my topics off of. But I kind of want this show to be laid back, friendly, uh, breaking down complicated health news, um, being the bridge to communicate the message, you know, so that we can equip our people to fight and get what they need. Heck. Negotiation is important. Being able to to stand up boldly in the room is important. You know, how you show up is half the battle. 
show up knowing something. A little, <laughs> show up knowing enough to at least look like you know something. <laughs> and uh, hopefully, I help, I want to be around to help give people the tools to do that. You know, I'm I'm excited about this. Uh, hopefully, it turns into something that can really impact and influence people. I get excited about everything, though, so never mind me. Um, and I have to end my show now. Check out www.onepurposemagazine.com um, to see the issue that's live now. I am working on putting together um, the next issue. I am working on putting together the next issue. Uh, that'll be a special edition celebrating 10 years. And I want to focus on creatives. Um, I don't know how I'm going to get it done, but I really want to tap into young people uh, doing the work and exposing the greatness of just phenomenal creatives that have probably found a way to reemerge after the coronavirus. So I have to really put my foot feet to the pavement and uh, figure out how I'm going to make that work. Um, yeah. So it is what it is. Hopefully you learned a little bit about per capita. <laughs> and I'll holler at you next week with more new, more health news that you can hopefully use. <laughs> I got to come up with some like cliche slogan. All right. I'll holler at you. Be well. Stay safe. Wear your mask. And do all that good stuff. Peace out.